welcome to The Contractor's Daughter, your go-to podcast for eliminating random acts of strategy and marketing in your highway construction business. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Jeannie Rinkab. I'm a third-generation asphalt contractor and an absolute brand strategy and marketing geek. So today on The Contractor's Daughter, we're going to talk about why in the world is somebody who is obsessed with brand strategy, growth strategy, marketing, product positioning, all of those things, why am I speaking about, why am I talking about, and why am I just a little bit obsessed with workforce development? And if you've been to any of my presentations, if you've talked with me at all, you know, I have an incredibly strong bias towards action. So everybody's saying great things about workforce development, all the right things, right? It is a problem. It is a huge stumbling hurdle for our industry and multiple industries across the board right now. But what we're not talking about is how do we actually solve this problem? What tools, resources, and things can we actually apply to it? And that's where the intersection is. Because what I find is that we already have a lot of the tools that we actually need in our businesses already. The things that we need to solve this problem, the tools that we need, the intelligence that we need, the people, the talent, or we have access to them as it relates to you know, people were outsourcing or were using as consultants or were subbing out other parts of our business and our business development to. The answers are all right there. It's just a matter of taking our weapons and pointing them in the right direction. So if workforce is a bottleneck in your business, if it's forcing you to say no to projects, if it's making you feel constrained, if it's degrading your performance and your reputation, if it's making you turn away from opportunities that otherwise you'd be super excited to chase, then it might be the bottleneck that you need to address before you address any other bottlenecks in your business. So today, instead of trying to tackle workforce development on a larger scale, I think we'll probably be having several episodes where we talk about specifics and nitty gritty of this. But what I want to talk about today is what is one very specific tool that I think is probably the first thing in your toolbox that you need to address. And absolutely, when it comes to the retention side, there's a lot of stuff within our organizations that we need to be thinking about. But when we're thinking about recruiting and attracting, it's really no different than when we're trying to attract and recruit customers, partners, associates, all of those things. Talent is the same way. So how can we create job descriptions and put those out into the world that are actually going to be interesting and relevant? A whole other topic is where do we put those job descriptions and everything else? But today we're going to focus on what actually makes a job description good. Because let's be honest, and I've said this in multiple presentations recently, And it makes people shift in their seat and get a little bit uncomfortable. But invariably afterwards, after I say this, after I make this comment, people come up to me and say, I'm so glad you said that because it's true. And I've been stumbling over what do I do? How do I fix this problem? Or how do I get other 
branches at the business, other departments, or the owners or the leaders, the key stakeholders to get buy-in on this. And I understand the problem. And it's job descriptions. Your job descriptions suck. Nobody wants to read them completely or completely blazing over the second they start reading them. Websites are a great example. We have so many things vying for our attention right now, and job descriptions are no different. It is the workforce that employees market, right? And so they have tons of job descriptions and things that they get to go out and pick from. So how are you going to capture their attention? How are you going to get them for more than a few seconds? Same concept as a website. Because there's so much going on, on a traditional website, we know from research that we have three seconds to capture their attention for the next three seconds. And that just keeps going. And if you imagine a website, you have visuals, you can use video, imagery, a wide variety of text, right? You get to really capture multiple senses there. You can even bring in audio and texture, movement, all these things to capture attention. And we still struggle to capture attention for more than just a few seconds. So how are we supposed to capture attention in a job description? That's just a bunch of words floating across the page. And it's job description after job description after job description. And they all follow the same template and they all suck. So let's talk about how we can make it different. I have some videos on my YouTube page where we actually show some visuals and I take some notes and I actually draw and we talk about some of these tools that I'm going to talk about. So if you want to access that stuff, you can go to my website, all the links to YouTube, to my social media channels where we have some visuals and slides on this are going to be there as well. And if you want to follow along that way, but I think you're going to be able to get plenty out of this episode. And we're going to talk about at least four tips that I think that you need to understand as you try to really tackle job descriptions and really attract the talent that you need to kick off your season. So let's talk about first off, before we even talk about the tips, what about a litmus test? And I use the same litmus test in determining strategy, marketing techniques, Do we start a new product? Do we position our product differently? All of these things, when we're tackling this within my clients' businesses, this is the bars, the hurdles that we have to say we have to overcome in order for it to be a hard guess on any strategy. And the first bar that we have to get over is differentiation. Does it stand out versus similar offerings? We have seas of job descriptions and we have to be able to stand out and capture their attention right out of the gate very quickly. And then secondly, is it relevant? Sometimes when differentiation, we go too far in one direction and we're not even relevant to what we're talking about anymore. Or as I see so much with job descriptions, what we do is we talk so much about ourselves and we just talk about the flowers and the roses and how great everything is and our ideal and all of those kinds of things. And it's not really relevant to them. We never stop to think about, is it relevant to the person that's seeking a job? They are looking to solve a problem. And the problem that we're talking about when we talk that way about our companies and in all the traditional job descriptions has nothing to do with the problem that they're trying to solve as they scour through all these job descriptions. 
And then the last thing is sustainability. And I don't mean, is it recyclable? I mean, are we able to maintain a unique advantage? So I'm going to give you some tips and all of these tips. And the reason why there's only a few is because if you follow these tips and tricks, they're going to help you stay on track and make sure that you cover all three of these bars and you get over every single one of these so that you have a high quality, really differentiated, highly relevant and sustainable job description that you can put out for any position in your business. So here is tip one. Start with them in mind. It's not about you and it's not about your company. Everybody in the world wakes up every single morning imagining themselves as a hero in their own story, right? They want to get a better paying job. They want to be seen as a success from their peers, from their parents. They need to make sure that they're able to save for their kids' college, right? They want to move up the tier and status and hierarchy within just the social ranks of society, right? Like, Those are the types of things that people are thinking about. They want to be surrounded with better people. They want a mentor. They want to know that they're in an industry or a job that's going to give them opportunities. And even if they're starting at A, they want to know how they're going to get to D, right? Those are the things that people are thinking about. And those are the questions and the problems they're trying to solve when they look at a job description. Invariably, job descriptions fail to start with them in mind and the problems that they're trying to address. So make sure that you understand who you're trying to attract. Understand the external problems that they're facing, the internal implications of how those problems are making them feel, and why it's just wrong that they be out there stuck in this world feeling that way and not matched up with you and your company in that ideal job and opportunity. So always put them first. And you want to go right out of the gate. Even with a title, you want to be thinking of it almost like clickbait, but clickbait that really resonates with them and makes them excited to keep reading. Remember that website three-second rule? You got to keep capturing that attention. All right. Now, number two, don't be afraid to eliminate candidates in your job description. Most job descriptions, if you read them, they're trying to just throw out this ginormous net and pull in everybody they can. So I know a lot of companies right now have these huge, incredible Indeed budgets, and they're spending all this money on Indeed and their job descriptions that they're paying to put on their sock. And it's just a vicious cycle. And then some of them say, well, Indeed must be working because we're getting tons of applicants. We actually have had to dedicate more resources to sifting through those to find the people that we want to interview or that are a good fit. I think that that's a waste of resources right there. If I'm going to invest in a resource like Indeed, I want to make sure that my job descriptions are good. And I would rather get a fraction of the people applying they get higher quality people applying for my clients. So that's always one of the kind of the KPIs that we're trying to measure, not just how many applicants are getting, but how high is the quality? How likely is it that every single candidate is actually going to be a good fit candidate that we are likely to offer a job to and get some retention and stickiness with? So Don't be afraid to eliminate candidates. And when you think about the copy 
or how you're writing a job description, don't be afraid to alienate some people. As a matter of fact, if you're not alienating people, I think that you're making a big mistake and you're missing an opportunity. So number three, align with your brand strategy. And if you don't know what a brand strategy is or your brand identity, it's how you are perceived in the hearts and the minds of your customers, your partners, the communities that you work in, the industries that you take part in, that you are representing you and that you are representing, but also how are you perceived in the hearts and the minds of your workforce, your team, the people that make up your company and allow you to actually go out and service or produce the products and services that you sell and offer in the marketplace. It's really, really critical And we want that continuity of our brand. We want it externally when we're out in the marketplace. We want it externally when we're attracting workforce. And we want it internally when we're trying to retain that workforce, maintain that culture, attract better business partners, and retain our customers. So it's something that we should be thinking about all the time. And if you haven't thought about what is your brand strategy and identity, it's something that's worth taking some time to think about. And when you read a job description, I should be able to start to get a perception of how I can think about you, how I feel about you, how I might compare you to other brands. You know, do you feel more like a Ford or do you feel more like a Ferrari? We're making these kind of connections inside of our brain on a subconscious level. Everybody reading your job descriptions is doing that. And it's the same thing as wanting to eliminate or attract candidates, knowing what your brand strategy and identity is and making sure that when you're putting a job description, any kind of communication out there about opportunities with your company, does it align? It's false advertising, basically, if you claim to be something and they get in there and it's not a good fit and it's going to just hurt your retention on the backside, kill morale, productivity, waste resources, time, all of the things. So if you haven't thought about your brand, you should do some of that because you should be able to articulate that and it should come through in the job description. So here's another tip. Fourth tip for you. I want you to use white space and bullets and think about the level at which you're writing. So I call this fourth tip readability. How easy is it for us? First off, we've used some things early on to make sure that we're relevant, we're differentiated, so they want to keep reading. But when we get to that part where we're listing benefits, we're listing characteristics, skills, needed certifications, all of those kinds of things, because they are still relevant. People want to know what that range of income is. They want to know benefits. They want to know if they're qualified. All of those things, right? Make sure you do it short and concise and in bullet point and make it easy for them to read and consume. When we're actually putting out content on social media or in emails, we actually have rules about we want enough white space in there and it helps people actually keep moving through and digest in small little chunks. And a lot of times, even when we're writing job descriptions for maybe an engineer level or some executive level, we actually end up writing too high for that. And yeah, that person can understand that, but they don't actually want to sit there and be reading an engineering textbook or a graduate level textbook or just a college level textbook when they're reading your job description. 
it's an early touch point and we want to make sure it's really accessible. So litmus test for websites oftentimes is we want them to be written at like a third or fourth grader level, which blows people's minds, but we want them to quickly be able to digest it. It doesn't mean that we're dumbing down the opportunity or our company. We want to make sure that they can easily and quickly digest it. So showing up and showing off your knowledge or using words that maybe aren't going to track well, aren't going to be easily understood when they're trying to do a real quick assessment isn't going to help your job description. So there's four tips for you. So first off, before the tips, think about that litmus test, right? The three bars that you have to get over in order for it to be a quality job description. Is it differentiated? Is it different from all the other job descriptions out there? Is it relevant to the person that you're trying to attract? And can you sustain it? So does it match with your brand identity? Do you have resources already in-house that you can apply to this? A lot of people are under-leveraging marketing and communication people in their companies or outside resources that they use that they could be using for their workforce development, helping and supporting their HR. So here's the four tips one more time. Start with them in mind. Make sure you're focused on them and the problem that they're trying to solve right out of the gate. That's how you're going to resonate with them. Number two, don't be afraid to eliminate people. It's just as important to eliminate candidates and help them self-select out as it is to attract great candidates. And three, align with your brand strategy. Know who you are. Know what you stand for and how you want to be perceived in the hearts and the minds of your workforce and make sure that that comes out in your job description. And then four, make it easy to consume and read. Use bullet points, use white space, and don't go too high. Don't get too technical in your job description where you're actually pushing people away or making it not feel accessible. We want it to be easy to consume. This is an early touch point. So I hope you found these tips helpful. You can find more tips. You can find some diagrams on social about these tips. If you're following me on social, I like to hang out on LinkedIn. So make sure you follow me, Jeannie Rinkob on LinkedIn. And also visit the website. You can get onto the YouTube page from there, which we did some visuals on this tool. And then also, if you're interested in maybe having a job description looked at, you want to take a swipe at it, or you want to see how could we really stand out and be different then you can actually schedule a quick call with me. And what we'll do is we'll do kind of like a hot seat with your job description. So you can actually, I'm going to include the link for that in the show notes. So, and that's a really specific link. It probably will say Con Expo because this is where we first started offering these hot seats was at Con Expo this year when we did our recruit and retain talent at every level. So that is that same access that you guys are now going to get to is we're going to have a few limited spots available on an ongoing basis where we'll actually look at a job description with you and give you some tips for how you might be able to really make it different, relevant, and sustainable. So happy writing on your job descriptions and let me know how it's going. Let me know if you see some impact. Let me know what your biggest workforce or marketing or growth strategy problems are. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Contractor's Daughter. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and review. But most of all, share this with all of your friends 
partners and customers in the highway construction business. And thank you for building the infrastructure that we all rely on.